Welcome, everybody, to the Synapse Philosophy Group. It's been an amazing day for me today, and I'm really excited to be with you guys. And principle number 31, we're on page 308 in Stevenson's textbook. It's the senior text. We're breaking it down. Right now, we're at the cusp. We're almost ending the 33 principles in Stevenson's book. We're going to discuss at the end of this where we're going to go next, all right? I think going back to 1910 and working a little Didi for a while, we got to do Didi. 1910, the chiropractor's adjuster in some shorter clips. So without further ado, I'm going to start reading, okay? Okay. Article 374, subluxations, the, the, the physical representative of the cause of disease, principle number 31, interference with transmission in the body is always directly or indirectly due to subluxations in the spinal column. The, the following articles will explain the principle in detail. Some of them are repetitions of some of the sophomore subjects, uh, but necessary here. Now, I want to just pick out a important distinction. He says in spinal column and not spinal nerve or spinal cord. And I think that's kind of interesting. The normal vertimir cycle. The vertimir cycle is the cycle where the innate brain in the, in the tissue holding in situ the vertebra in question. A subluxation impinging a nerve from brain to organ also impinges the nerve supply, its own, the nerve supplying its own tissue. That is why it exists as subluxation. In the, in the scheme, in figure uh, 14, the outer cycle represents the normal complete cycle from brain to organ and, in question. And the inner cycle represents a normal complete cycle from brain cell to tissue cell in region of vertebra itself. The vertebra, vertimer region. The vertimer is the vertebra in question which is considered an important part of a zone uh, because when it is subluxated, it is the cause of disease in its zone or is where the impinged neuromere makes its exit. The region oh. of, go ahead. No, no, go on. <laughs> it was just that, was that just an exasperation? No, I just, I just found figure 14 and went, holy. <laughs> yes, okay. Give us the page in just a moment, okay? Yeah. Uh, and thank you. I forgot where I was. The vertimer, the region of the vertimer consists of the tissue which keeps the vertebra in situ. It is important because when a subluxation exists, there is interference with the transmission to the region, preventing innate from placing or holding the vertimer in situ. Is, what is that? Vertebra. vertebra in situ. It is important also because when an adjustment is given, given here, is where the innate uh, contraction of force takes place. The vertimer region has to do with the vertebra, intervertebral disc, and adjacent ligaments. The muscle that acts upon the vertebra, subluxations, rotations, curvatures, innate contraction of forces, adjusting, etc. References volume. 
15, volume 5, page 191 and 196. When a person moves during the day, bending, stooping, sitting, walking, uh, working, etc., naturally his vertebrae are moving continually about in, in relation to each other. And naturally, they will be out of alignment momentarily just as soon as a particular movement of the body is completed and immediately replaces the vertebra to its proper place. By the functioning of tissue holding it in its proper position, these positions of vertebra, while they momentarily impinge nerves, are not subluxations. Important. A subluxation impinges the nerve supply the uh, nerve supplying the responsible tissue of the vertebra so that when it is misplaced to the extent called a subluxation, it cannot be replaced instantly by innate and therefore becomes extent to a real subluxation. The action of the tissues in moving a vertebra in response to a concussion is called innate contraction. Oh, excuse me, innate contraction of forces. When a vertebra has remained out of place for some time, the tissue of the vertebrae become changed uh, in form and texture, may even become pathological, and then it is said to be a chronic subluxation. When a vertebra is subluxated, an innate cannot get her forces through to put it back into a normal position. The application of outside forces is necessary. An analogy, let us suppose a powerful car is stalled on an ice-covered street. The engine has plenty of power, but there is no traction. Try it as it may, it cannot get away from the curb. Then a man comes to help. He intends to give a boost, which must be in the direction that will help. His strength is puny when compared to that of the engine, yet... If he applies it correctly in the proper direction, the car will move out of the curb easily, and the man did not push the car out. It could not do it itself, but the resultant of the uh, combined efforts did. The man gave the car a chance to get traction. The adjuster gives innate a chance to use her contraction of forces. That's important. Before the advent of chiropractic, the application of outside forces was hazard, excuse me, haphazard, and the chances of adjustment resulting therefrom uh, there followed the laws of chance. If you've studied chance in mathematics, you know the probability of adjustment was very slim. We all have read stories of miraculous accidents which restored health, particularly paralysis being the favorite disease. Accidents did, uh, did adjust a few cases, and many miraculous curves resulted from falls, slipping down stairs, etc. It was not until the discovery of chiropractic that adjusting became benefit uh, and a specific science. Animals have been adjusting themselves, horses, after they have been uh, stable a long time or hard work or do not feel well, always roll upon the ground uh, with manifest enjoyment. It is not merely to scratch the skin or dress the hair. The writer has observed many times dogs roll upon the ground also. And if, and if one will notice, it is not smooth or soft ground they prefer. 
Many peasant people and primitive tribes in all parts of the world are using adjustments. The writer has been informed by natives of Poland, Syria, Russian, Russia, and by travelers in Burma, Mexico, and from shores of the Arctic Ocean that tribes in those places have you are using the same, excuse me, are using and have been using adjustments for hundreds of years. The method, the methods are interesting and various. This is where I have my note to stop. Let's discuss it. What do you guys feel? It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff and it's not really meaty is what we're really used to some meaty stuff. The analogy is good. You know, I like the car really. I mean, of course I'm thinking of a 1920s vehicle stuck on the side of the road and uh, you know, you give it a little nudge and you get, you get the momentum and then they keep going, right? I think that's a nice one. You, know, you pointed out something early in the, actually in the, in the actual principle about where he says spinal column. And, and what he's saying there is, is that you were saying that it didn't talk about the nerves there, but it, it, the, when, he, when he talks about the spinal column, I think that he's incorporating all the components of, of the column, not the, 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 the spine, the muscles that are attached to it, the nerves that are running through it, the ligaments, it's all part of the column that, that needs to work in, in conjunction with itself and in, in in a unified function to allow things to function properly. Yeah, I agree, I agree. So, you know, we're getting into the subluxation and understanding you know, the subluxation, nerves get pinched all the time. It's the subluxation where, how does he say it? Innate, I think it's a protective mechanism as well, where innate is protecting. And the chiropractor gives an influence. And I like the term an influence. Because we are influencing. You can't have any force. If I push a force this way, it's different than pushing a force that way. We're influencing and, and, and Nate takes over. So, Steve, how's it going over there? What was the first title of, of what you read in the bold print? The physical Sub rep subluxation is the physical representative of the cause of disease? Say that again. Subluxations. The physical representative of the cause of dis-ease. How about that? What is he? Why is he talking about the physical representative? Is there something before or pre preceding the subluxation that the subluxation represents? Interesting. Yeah. Well, he talks about the fact that you can have uh, that in daily motion, the vertebra go in and out of alignment all the time. And then, and normally would, and in normal function, uh, innate, as he puts it, would allows them to settle back into their normal, healthy position within a state of ease. Uh, that the, so that subluxations, 
are, you know, I guess it's, a, it's saying that's a word that, right, to me, that's a, a word that represents, because subluxation is a is sort of nebulous term. It's kind of like God. What do you, how do you define God as a, in, in, in a in other, God is inexplainable. Universal intelligence is inexplainable. Subluxation is, is the manifestation of the interference that, that will not resolve without an outside uh, outside in assistance in some way to give an impetus to uh, allow the function to be restored. It's gotten to the point where it's beyond the limitations of matter have limited innate adaptive powers and by uh, putting an outside in force as a chiropractor, the adjustment uh, for the adjustic force that we put in is then used and adapted as an outside in force, but it allows innate to adapt back and allow more normal function to be restored. So in using this principle, interference with transmission in the body is always directly or indirectly due to subluxations in the spinal column. You know, he's we're setting up this I don't know if we're really setting up to limit spirit, limiting innate. Innate immediately replaces the vertebra in their proper place. Let me just get to this and finish this one. Um, by functioning tissue holds it in the proper position. These positions of the vertebra, while they may be momentarily impinging nerves, are not subluxations. A subluxation impinges the nerve supplying the, the responsible, excuse me, tissues of the vertebra. So that when it is misplaced to the extent called a subluxation, it cannot be replaced instantly by innate and therefore becomes extent as a real subluxation. The subluxation impinges the nerve supplying the responsible tissue. It's so much, it's, it's not a, you know, it's, it's inhibiting the nerve so much that it, it is affecting it and then innate i have to say what would be holding that vertebra it has to be innate itself if what would be holding it so first we're holding that vertebra from impinging more and creating a greater subluxation or complete dislocation um i always see it too is that subluxation maybe the end organ needs to have less energy at the moment or less function or change. So that's subluxation. Mm, I, I don't see that. I, uh, I see, uh, oh, did I lose you guys? Nope. Huh, what happened there? Oh, my screen changed, there you go. Um, the, the subluxation is, Subluxation doesn't know what's going on at the end organ. So it doesn't care. Subluxation is uh, that there's a limitation of matter. If you, you're constantly, you fall down and you get up. There's a, there you've, you, you may have a, 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 some, you may knock something about, but, in, but then you get up and move and you, you twist your head around and you go, oh, okay, I'm okay. Um, and innate uses that force and, and allows something to continue to function normally. You can't, 
there may be some underlying minimal change that's so significant that there's a change in function at an end organ or it isn't fully replaced. And that may be the subluxation. You can, you can fall and dislocate a vertebra in its entirety. Get, you, you, if, if you fall down, you can have a, a, and that would be something that innate couldn't fully replace. I mean, I, I had a guy come in that had been surfing, body surfing and had, and I took x-rays and he had completely, it's one of those things where it was so weird because I, I saw the, when I took the x-rays and looked at the films, it was something that I'd seen in a textbook when I was in school. And I remember asking, is this going to happen in my office? And, and, and Dr. Millman, who was our x-ray instructor at Life said, no, you'll never see that. Well, this was a complete dislocation of the, of the C5 facet where it had overlapped and hooked it on itself, right? That's it. And the guy, I, this, so I was still hand dipping films back then. And so I called the guy at home, said, lie down. I'm calling an ambulance to send him to your house and taking you to the hospital. By the time I took the films and looked at him, I said, you don't want to move. <laughs> right? That's, so you can have something like that that's a massive change. That's a luxation at that point. That's not even a, a, a subluxation. But you can have less than that that's going to interfere with function uh, that innate can't quite replace because there are limitations of the matter that she can't use it to make it work right. So a vertebra, you know, a very small percentage happen from the outside. That's what you're talking about, getting hit by a bus, dumped by a wave. The rest are endogenous. They say about 80% or more of the, the subluxations are coming from us. So the body says, hey, there's an impingement, whether it's an irritation from the organ and it's coming through the central nervous system in a communication is the organ saying, I need to regulate the amount of neurotransmitter that I'm getting to myself, inhibiting on purpose, or that sick organ that's irritated or what have you is subluxating or it's being caused from another place. Let's just say the pancreas is irritated from a chemical stress that kicks through the system and we get a, a subluxation at a, a vertebra because the pancreas is overtaxed or the stomach or the spleen or what have you, you know, there is a purpose. There's nothing that the, that the body does. You get hit in that in the neck with a baseball bat, you're probably going to subluxate and that's not our fault, but innate knows what it's doing. I, the spirit, I think there's a reason for these that we quite don't really understand yet about a subluxation. That's my one and a half cents. Anybody else have another half a cent to add to that? <laughs> well, I remember years ago, I had this heavy low rider, Harley, and I was pushing it up a ramp onto my trailer. And as it was falling, I, I, I don't remember. I think it was my my quadriceps contracted so too much, and it caused a problem. 
It was and and a, and a not an appropriate contraction to the external force. It was a it was a came from within me an inappropriate reaction, and I hurt myself. But it was from within. Everything is spiritual. Let's get back to spiritual, because go ahead. Um, I was say. You, you've had a stressful week. You opened a new office, right? Yeah, second day. Did you, did you get checked today? Yes. Were you, did, you have, were, did you have different things that needed to be adjusted from what you normally have adjusted? You know, I know where you're going with that. And, you know, I'm not sure. I had a different person adjust with me today. Um, now, but what I'm where I'm going, and I think you understand is, yeah, I that's do. an auto an, an auto response, right? Yeah. You're stressed. You have muscles that are being tight for long periods of time, unconsciously tight because you're like, you know, I got things that got to get done. I'm I'm excited about the new office, and those can become issues that then need to that then be settle in as subluxations as a pattern, and then need to be outside in a little bit of force to allow Nate to correct them. Well, let's take that back a few steps. What's causing that? The, the release of epinephrine, norepinephrine, you know, the adrenals are taxed. What are they going to do? I'm going to go in to protect and the adrenal area is overstimulated and then causing that subluxation. Go ahead, Bob. Unmute yourself. I have a question for you, Hey. So if, if the subluxation is orchestrated by innate, then what the heck are we doing even touching them at all? And, and I'm sincerely asking you that question. That's a great question. We look question. at the subluxation as something we're lacking in our profession, a little too much. When we look at the word sub means under, lux is light, asian is the expression of light, we're taking this next step and really the, the under the light of God is what I look at. And that is innate communicating to us. Serve me here. I need help here. Because it wasn't until the chiropractor, until the, the number one chiropractor got an inspiration from his spiritual guide, his spiritual friend that said chiropractic, this is it. Adjust that vertebra. Use the lever. The vertebra is a lever to help the people. I think a subluxation is the body saying, serve me here. I need it right here. Help me make this change. And I think it's just as much as exchange of energy as it is a release of energy. But there was a research study. I can't remember who did it. I think we were talking about it with some of the Sherman guys that 17% uh, of the subluxations happen from outside of us. The rest happened from within. It's a magical thing. I'm not on a fight to destroy a subluxation. What I'm doing is listening to what the body needs and how can I input and help it. So I don't know if that confused you or helped you understand it better. But that was, you know, part of that's from Pasquale. You know, I, I recognize it from Pasquale because he was one of the first person I heard say sub under the light. Yeah. Um, but my question is like you were talking about the end organ. And the end organ needs, needs less energy. I mean, like at that point, you know, you better be very intuitive about what you're serving because if, if that's true, 
and you go ahead and remove that interference with an adjustment, then you just did that body a disservice, apparently. Absolutely. That's what training's for. So, you know, whether it's that way or the other way, or even the organ saying, here, this is the way I can communicate to you. This is the switchboard. And I'm talking to you, chiropractor, adjust me here. I need the help here. Just in a little different way of looking at, not just to, the, to inhibit. That's a theory. That's a theory. I truly feel that is a communication from spirit, your own spirit, your innate saying, I need help in this area. Please adjust me. And I think that's why most, you know, they've done studies with chiropractors. Everybody got the, a different subluxation. Because your innate trusts me differently than it trusts Steve's or Alan's. That's why I don't think chiropractic is 100% repeatable subluxation adjustment from one practitioner to the next. That's why we're not just technicians. Go ahead. I love, <clears throat> I love the analogy of the car on the ice by the curb. Because when I give an adjustment, I'm kind of conjuring innate. I'm kind of trying to get innate to make the traction through the force. I'm not pushing the vertebrae in place. I'm conjuring innate with a specific fast uh, concussion of force, hoping innate, intending that innate make the correction. And that's a great technique and that, 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 that has technical ramifications when you look at it like that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I like the word influence, too, with adjustment. All right, who wants to hear the definition of subluxation? You haven't heard it for a while since you're in school? I'll read it to you. Chiropractic definition. A subluxation is the condition of a sublux of a vertebra that has been lost that has lost its proper juxtaposition with the one above and the one below or both to an extent less than a luxation and which impinges nerves and interferes with the transmission of mental impulse. All the factors of the foregoing definition must be included in order to be a chiropractic definition. It has to have a nerve component, right? It can be seen in the previous article that any abnormal position of the vertebra, such as posteriority, rotation, curvatures, and tilts are subluxations if they impinge nerves and interfere with the transmission of mental impulses. Where are you like there? That. Where were you Pardon? reading? Where were you reading? Oh, page 320. Okay. I skipped over to the subluxation definition. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, so I'm just, I'm, I'm skipping a little bit because um, this is just repetitive and there's some, some, uh, some figures there, but I just wanted, since we're talking about it, I wanted to read the definition of subluxation and I'm getting people confused by, by what we're talking about. You know, in the definition that I was saying, really, there's still nerve interference, but there's an intelligence creating that. Nerves don't just, muscles just don't subluxate vertebra. Nerves just don't become impinged. Why does the subluxation continue? We see over and over again, we can call it muscle memory. 
right? Why does it continue to go back to your old patterns? I, I truly feel that is, it is a communication from innate. It is a, a saying, please help me in this way. Because there is, no, there is nothing that innate is not in control of. Anybody else? So I'm going to move on a little bit through here. This is just a, a section that's a, it's very textbooky. Okay, so that was the definition of subluxation. Um, and then here's number thirty-two. Coordination. You guys ready for it? Coordination. Principle number 32, page 331. <clears throat> Coordination is the principle of harmonious action of all the parts of an organism in fulfilling their offices or purpose. It is not fully understood what mental impulses are. That is no reflection upon chiropractic. Chiropractors know the manifestation of mental impulses. They can make practical, practical applications of this knowledge in getting the sick well. Whatever the force is, they know that they have named a unit of it. Mental impulse, which is a much, which is with, excuse me, with much justification as electric, electricians have named a unit of electrical current ampere. However, as scientists, we are privileged to theorize mental force, claiming to have knowledge of the fundamentals of our science. We believe our theories to have reasonable pulsability, plausibility, excuse me. In the first place, we give credit to intelligence for the origin of, the mental, of mental impulse, as we do to the consideration of all forces. We know that the body is of organized material. We know that molecules and atoms and structures constituting the body have the same interests. They, they would not be together, the same specific object in view, which shows the principle of organization is in, in use. The action of these components, uh, component parts will always be for the welfare of other component parts. But these actions can only be beneficial to those parts when cooperative or, coordin or coordinated. The forces which makes these parts coordinate must be of that character which is specific and adaptive, which can be no less than mental. Then innate intelligence is the coordinating principle, necessarily mental, as in intellectual intellectuality, the formus, the forces and products emanating from the actions of some cells determine what must be done by other cells adaptive, adaptively. This interchange of forces and products is managed by innate intelligence. Perhaps we can use the analogy, analogy to advantage. The government of the United States does not direct the business of individuals. <laughs> That's funny. A government that is wise does not attempt to do so for no one knows one's business as well as he does himself. 
Imagine the president or the senator telling a chiropractor when and how to adjust a PRI dorsal subluxation. To attempt it would involve the government in a multiplicity of detail would not be effect effectual because none of them would know all of every science or occupation. What it, uh, excuse me, what is to, excuse me, what is it that bids the farmer to plant, uh, to plant the fields, the, the merchant to stock the shelves and the workmen to seek jobs? Not altogether this personal needs, a fundamental, a fu this, his personal needs or fundamentally to build a fortune. Surely it is not a, a command from the government. It is much more powerful to urge, uh, to urge than that. It is the principle of service, that of coordination or coordination, cooperation and coordination. This urge is not a tangible thing. It is abstract, yet a force to be reckoned with. No government may tamper with it. It is, is nothing less than mental impulses. The efficiency of these is exactly proportional to the true organization and completeness of transmission of the needs of some satisfying those needs by others. The law of demand and supply, if you notice other, excuse me, oversupply or undersupply, waste or want would be due to incoordination due to poor transmission. This does not refer to the transmission of material entirely but to transmission of the surge. The demand of the needy gives the urge to the service giver. The demand of the needy gives the urge to the service giver. The fact that he is compensated does not distract from the analogy. For so is the tissue cell compensated. The real governing principle of the United States, governing principle of the United States is not a body of men of Washington, but the great mental principles of coordination with government would be ineffectual. Without so, which the government would be ineffectual. Even better, exactly, without which. So we're leading to the end to understanding what the subluxation is. We've gone through universal, innate, material, and life force, you know, and I think we've gone through a journey really of, of exploration of what our forefathers really were trying to put in words, you know, and running a technique. You've taught different things, Alan. You've taught techniques with groups, putting a technique into words or even an understanding and a philosophy into words is difficult. I think they've just done a really marvelous job. No wonder BJ was so impressed with Stevenson. What are your What are all of your thoughts? I want to go back. I want to go back to something in the, from the last that we didn't go through in, in, on the last one before we switched over to thirty two here, because there's something in here that applies to things we were talking about. Go ahead. Um, and so I'm back on page three twenty eight, Article three ninety two says innate contraction of forces, and that says. Innate contraction of forces are the efforts made by innate intelligence through the tissues of the vertimer region in response to a concussion. Um, that's concussion of forces, not a concussion in your brain necessarily. When this a subluxation, huh? 
This is all bold, everybody. Correct. Um, when a subluxation occurs, it is because the reaction to innate resistance in the body is ill-timed or unbalanced through the limitations of matter. It's not that innate resistance is ill-timed, it's that the reaction of the body, the physical reaction by matter is, is ill-timed. When an adjustment occurs, it is because the reaction in the body to innate resistance is called forth scientifically and intentionally by the adjuster so that the reaction is joined with the adjusting forces in timeliness, amount, and direction. Posture is an important factor in these. Awkwardly relaxed or unprepared or unequaled in, to strain in, sub, in subluxating, scientifically relaxed and adjusting. So that, I think that expresses much better what I was trying to say earlier. Um, and that is, it's, innate's always trying to do it. She knows what needs to be done, there's sometimes a limit to what can happen because of the body that's the body that it, that she's occupying, and that outside force is still a an outside in concussion of forces that then allows her to use that, and that's our art to be able to sense it, to be able to feel what she's asking for, and be able to give it in the right spot, in the right direction, at the right time, with the right force, and allow her to use what she can of that force that we've put in to make that correction to the, to the subluxation. It's marvelous. Absolutely marvelous. That's why I put it in bold, right? We wanted us to read it. I love it. You know, we, we're going through a journey and, you know, philosophy is not a law, right? We're, we're learning and understanding things. And it is, there are, you know, our philosophy is chiropractic, innate, universal intelligence, and, you know, how the body functions as a whole. I mean, putting this thing into words is, it's easy to say the heart pumps, but how does spirit know to pump the heart? <laughs> you know, it is just beautiful, the whole journey itself, as chiropractors and spouses of chiropractors that you're, you're more a chiropractor than most chiropractors, Carol. And, uh, you know, where we're really looking at these things and with critical eyes and how beautiful it is. I, I'm just in awe. I'm in awe in this moment. And I appreciate all you guys. What would you, anybody have any closing comments for today? We're going to save 33 for the last. Okay. We're going to do that next week. They don't have time today anyway, but let's save the last one for our, you know, uh, a celebration of getting through the 30 and not, not getting through it. It's not an arduous task. It was beautiful. And I enjoyed it. And, you know, guess what? Sunday, I start all over again with Brazil. So I just got a message from a, a young woman um, who is a real leader in chiropractic. And uh, she said she's really excited. She's going to translate for me. I'm going to read in Portuguese, you know, like we did in the old days in Spanish. You remember that. And uh, they're starting, you know. I asked her, where, where, where are you guys in this? She goes, oh, we're at the beginning, at the major premise. So it, it's really exciting. I'm going to watch our videos again and see what we talked about. <laughs> well, this has been a, a stimulating and exciting discussion for me all throughout this. And I, I love these talks every week. I, I, I'm so glad to be part of this and, and, and learn so much from everybody on this call. 
you know, getting to 33, like I, I, it's not even over yet. And we're, I feel like we sort of, you know, just kind of came through an era. I don't even know how long we've been doing this is weeks. We've been doing many, many weeks. So it's a, uh, it's a beautiful close journey. To, well, certainly close to half a year or more because it's 33 principles and we've done a couple back back to back in one, but it's been, we've been at least six months. We've been working on this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm behind in posting them too. I've got to go back and listen to the ones that we did just to put it in the title for the, for the numbers that we're on. And I'm on like 11 or something. I've got work to do, but I have an intern. So let's see if we can put him to work to do it. He'll get a lot out of it too. But uh, I appreciate all the insights I've gotten from you. And I, I, you know, I can't wait to share them with the students. And this is on Sunday. So, uh, so with the students in Brazil, so, uh, you know, we've, well, Mariana, I hope she's going to be there too. So we'll see how all this goes. And I'll let you guys know next Tuesday how it went. I'm a little bit nervous. So uh, I love and appreciate all of you. I really do. I've learned a lot from every single one of you. And I think we should go back to 1910 just a little bit after this. That's my suggestion, but I'm willing to take other suggestions from all of you. I have the obscure books, but not everybody has those. <coughs> so. That's what we got. All right. Okie doke. Love and appreciate you guys. Have a beautiful night. Good night.